0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the podcast of The Invisible World of Jeremy Jones, where it's not so much about how to live your best life, but how to show up and live your life. Thanks for joining. Episode 7, The 100-Hour Superpower, not the 10,000 Hours Rule. France, bonjour, parlez-vous français? Italy, ciao pronto. Mexico, hola. Uruguay, down there with your mate. Hola, que tal? These are the new countries with downloads the past few weeks. Welcome, all of you new Spotify users. Thanks for finding me and for giving this a listen. Welcome to the show. Thanks for tuning in. I really want this to be a two-way street. I really want to connect with you. I want to hear your experiences, your new insights, your goals, what you're working on. So I created a simple page on Facebook and Insta. I always wanted to say Insta. I'm feeling like a total hipster. Check out my Insta. I just want to figure out how to connect with you. So please visit those pages. Connect with me. Shoot me a message. I've never had a Facebook or an Insta account. So my pages are pretty darn basic. It's actually a little embarrassing. But hey, I won the first set. They are up and running. I thought about this after I just listened to the last episode. I was thinking, hmm. In that last episode, I mentioned a rainbow tennis ball. I wondered if anyone even knows what a rainbow tennis ball is and why that's important. So one quick reminder, if this is your first episode that you're listening to, sure, jump in wherever you want. But just a heads up that each of my episodes layers and builds from previous. So I recommend start with the first episode and just go in order. The rainbow tennis ball will make sense after you listen to episode four. Today, episode seven. Question, do you believe in the 10,000 hour rule? Do you know what it is? Okay, I see some of you nodding your heads. Good. Uh, Let's get one thing straight from the beginning of this episode. I love Malcolm Gladwell. I'm a total fan. I've read about every book. I will definitely ask for his autograph and double down for a selfie request. Huge fan. Except for one thing. The thought leadership principle that's exploded around the 10,000 hour rule in the second chapter from the book Outliers. Of course, even with my disagreement, I'm sure Mr. Mr. Gladwell and I would have more in common than not on this principle. Like cracking grass on a dry prairie. This concept caught fire. It went viral. And I too was gorging myself on the Kool-Aid, a five-gallon jug. I loved it. Loved it. Hey, Jones, what are you up to? Oh, I'm just putting in my hours. I'm about 1,500 right now. Shoulder to the wheel, heads down. Check back soon. I'm pushing hard, and you'll want to see where I'm going. Ah, the good old 10,000-hour rule. It's simple. It's catchy. And ooh, ooh, looky here. It's even a rule, too. must work. Now, I'm not locking horns with Mr. Gladwell, per se. Just the rule. For me, personally, I'm considering if it's held me back as much as helped me. And then there's the, this hegemonic culture shift that's spawned from this book. The culture shift. That's what I want to spin around. If you two are a disciple of the 10,000 hour rule, 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 then I want you to judge me. And I want you to judge what I have to say here. Put me on trial, but hear me out and let me set the whole table first. In his book, Outliers, Malcolm Gladwell cites the research from Anders Ericsson. Here's a totally unfair and oversimplification uh, summary. Chapter 2 from Outliers is where Gladwell lays out his case for what he calls the 10,000 hours rule. Basically, he credits the success of the Beatles, of software billionaires, Bill Joy, Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, that they had unique situations where they were able to have access to programming labs or unique performing situations, enabling practice of 10,000 hours. That in order to master a thing, to be an expert, you need 10,000 hours of practice. Quoting from the book, quote, 10,000 hours is the magic number of greatness. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, drop some breadcrumbs there because I'll come back to that later. Also says, It's not their talent, but their extraordinary opportunities. Okay. And finally, quote, Lucky breaks don't seem like the exception with software billionaires, rock bands, and star athletes. They seem like the rule. Highlight that one in your notebook, too. All right, so my personal experience. Oh, yeah. I mean, my experience was when I heard this, I was... I totally bought in, all the way down to the pink slips. Yeah, just finally street lights to illuminate the yellow brick road to success. Just put in the hours. Try hard. Practice, practice, practice. I mean, it's not going to be easy. Got to practice. And then one day, I'll be something special. Can't wait till then. I'll be an expert. So check back later. It'll be magnanimous. But as the tire tread wore on, I felt the five-gallon jug kind of dry up. And in my invisible world, I wondered, is it possible that I'm already special? Like, right now, could I have gifts available, even expert gifts, right now? Right now, in this hour, yes, we have gifts, talents, love, creativity, wisdom, energy, nuggets of expertise and ideas that can benefit us all. Don't wait until 10,000 to share them. And definitely don't wait until the clock strikes 10 to believe in them. I believe right now. From John chapter 20. Blessed are they who have not seen and yet believe. You may not see you at 10,000, but you don't need to. You only need to see what you are building today. And that's more than enough. Why? Well, that's answered back in Proverbs 23, 7. You quote it. What does it say? As a man thinketh, what? As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he, or she. It's what a pilot does in that hour she's flying the plane that makes all the difference. Not necessarily if she has 10,000 hours, if she gets behind the wheel and is sleepy, drunk, preoccupied. Overwhelmed by her egoic mind, distracted, in pain, texting while flying. Then the effectiveness of her 10,000 hours on the flight log, I mean, it goes out the window. Back to me. So me, I saluted. I got on board. I buckled in. Yes, sir. 10,000 hours coming right up. That's the path. I mean, I found it. I was worried there for a second. I lost sight of the path. That's the, the right way to success. Plenty of celebrities latched on. It's in the media and it's in songs and tweets and posts. But we must see what? We must be good chess players and see all angles. Like, flip the board. I see the 10,000 hours, totally. I'm not like so dense and hopeless that I miss the value of that kind of practice. I just ask Might there be a higher truth, a higher outcome? It's not terrible to practice something and try to improve there's worse things to do with your time worse ways to spend your belief capital but by practicing anything it doesn't mean you get better and that's usually our goal, right? It, hey, let's get better it just means that what you're doing gets easier it gets progressive it's, it's, the, it's the Darwinian evolutionary instincts of survival, modification, adaptation Like Walking was tricky for me at first as a toddler. I was stumbling around. I was holding on to the couch. But you should see me now. I can hop on one foot even while chewing gum. I can walk backwards. I can even run backwards. Or you should have seen me the first time I yelled at my kid. I was rusty. My lips were stuttering. But now it just rolls off so fluidly. That's right. I said you're grounded. For life. You should have seen the first time I slept in. Instead of waking up to work on my projects. I was pushing the phone away, dodging the window, ducking under the covers. But now, I don't even bat an eye. Please, don't bother me with layman trivialities like alarm clocks. You should have seen the first time I handed over my credit card. Knowing... I was spending more than my budget. Oh, my hand was all shaky and I kept licking my dry lips and I was scanning the store, making sure I didn't recognize anybody. It was sweaty. I dropped the card, such a rookie, and then had to pick it up and swallow frantically. But then, with practice, it got easier. Here you go. I flicked the card across the counter, adjusting my shades just throw it all on here put it on my tab 10,000 hours of anything can work for or against you ever thought about it like that remember from a previous episode i talked about sylvester stallone and how he won the first set right by writing the manuscript for rocky he didn't have much experience Had some, right, as a struggling actor, certainly not an expert at writing manuscripts. He was poor. After watching a boxing match and getting inspired by the underdog in the real-life boxing match, he immediately got to work that night. He had an idea. He wrote Rocky in three and a half days. That's 84 hours. But we're going to round up, and we're going to call it 100 hours. It was only 90 pages long, too. See... He didn't wait to write Rocky. He didn't believe that it would only be good enough unless, unless he's an expert, unless he has 10,000 hours of writing scripts. But man, he didn't have that. But what did he have? He had what I call the 100-hour superpower. Yeah, buddy. That's what I want to see all of us doing. I, mean, I don't know what I can do in 10,000 hours. But these next 100 hours, those are in my grasp. In my control. I know how to spend those. As a man or a woman thinketh in his heart. So they are. Right? When we harness our passion, trust our gut, boldly believe in our ideas, in our gifts, our talents, it becomes, it becomes a superpower. Transporting us to something more like 100,000 hours. Stallone tapped this superpower He's like, I'm going to walk through any wall. He sold his dog as he went around to get some extra money to sell his script. Talking of his Rocky script on Forbes, he says it best. He says, so this is one of those things when you just roll the dice and fly by the proverbial seat of your pants and you just say, I've got to try it. I've just got to do it. I may be totally wrong and I'm going to take a lot of people down with me. But I just believe in it. Flying by the seat of your pants, just believe. Interesting. Sure, the ten thousand hour rule, 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 has value. But higher outcome. What can you do with your next one hundred hour superpower? What do you want to build? Uh, Sly, he built a script that later grossed into a movie over $2 billion. And he kept opening the door after door for career progression and some creative expression. And then subsequently, more 100-hour superpower rainbow moments. See, I don't have to be an expert. Uh, but what did he say? He's like, oh, man, I've got to try it. I've just got to do it. I just believe in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's talk some more about rules There's very few rules out there Few, if any, right? Maybe none Gravity is a rule, right? True, that's true Part of the invisible world But it's a rule that functions in a certain limited circumstance If I jump up right now, then I will come back down But the more rules we tether to, the more restricted our flight It's hard for a kite to fly with a dozen tethers Gravity works for the circumstance of operating in this layer of the atmosphere. But what about when we want to go farther? We can change our perspective, deepen our reach and our internal imagination. If we go in an airplane, we need to adjust. We need to pressurize the cabin. If we go even higher, we can experience limited gravity. If we want to work on satellites or the space station or build a colony on Mars... All of a sudden, what? Tell me, Elon Musk, Mr. Rule Breaker. What do we have to do? That gravity rule doesn't apply in that circumstance. If we want to go places that we haven't been before, we'll need to break some rules in our belief construct. Can you tell yourself, what rules do you need to change that might no longer apply I'm not asking for an essay right here, but just shout out one rule you need to break. Go ahead. Shout it out. Sorry, a little bit louder. I can't hear you. Ah. Okay, thanks. Something about your weight or your business or your money, your spending, your shopping, your family. What rules are holding you back, holding you down to the ground? See, I've always thought of gravity as an incredibly helpful rule, but what if in my heart, I know I'm a space traveler. I'm walking to the grocery store and I'm thinking, that's me up there. That's me. I don't care if no one can see it. I believe in myself boldly. I know I should be up in space working on the space station. Then what is gravity? You're correct. Then that rule sublimates invisibly to a disadvantage. Okay. 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 Okay, well, maybe you don't want to build a colony on Mars, right? All right. What if you just want to take your family on a vacation trip to Panama and you don't want to take a two-week boat ride? The plane needs to break what? Right. We now take it for granted about gravity being easily broken. Thousands of people break that rule every day. But previously, for thousands of years, that rule, I don't know if you can see the air quotes I did, rule, which we now know, is only true for a particular circumstance. It was deemed absolute truth or an absolute rule. Little by little, experiment scientists, inventors, they kept toying and seeing it as an illusion. Well, what if I want to go up in the sky and fly? Then I need to break this rule. Then this rule doesn't serve me. Then it's working against me. I must break it to go where I want to go. Maybe you're trying to buy that 50-unit luxury high-rise apartment right now. What rules are holding you back? Doing 10,000 hours of the same thing won't help you break the gravity barrier. You'll need to break habitual thought patterns. Find new ways. Find some new investors. New mentors. New coaches. New financing strategies. Deeper internal creativity, passion, and innovation. It's time to pull out your cape. And do the 100-hour superpower. Fortunately, look, we've all been blessed with our own superhero powers in our invisible world. The capes, can you see them? Look, just close your eyes and try to see them. They're all lined up on hooks, just waiting for us to believe, to button them on. I guess there's one hard rule I can think of, death. Well, eh, Even then, some people believe you can come back from that resurrection, right? Or maybe I'm not even totally sure about death as a rule because when my loved ones have passed away, I still feel their influence. They aren't here, but they are in my invisible world. I feel them. I feel their influence. And of course, I've scratched off taxes from the list. I mean, come on, I've heard and seen of enough tax loopholes out there. So question for you. Is this 10,000-hour rule, as culturally ingested, is it a rule? Take me, for example. I used to believe, wow, just think, in 10 more years, I could really be something. I could be an expert husband, huh? an expert investor, an expert parent, maybe even, who knows, an expert podcaster. Hmm? Hmm? Yeah, I mean, maybe then I could touch someone with my work. Maybe then... I could reach someone's invisible world and help them. Yeah, sweet, can't wait. Well, that's odd. The math is getting all screwy because I've already heard back from some of my listeners. I've been touched. They're they're grateful. They're, They're grateful I produced this show. And they've told me that's already helped them. The coaching I do offline has helped them. And they are breaking through barriers. My outcome is helping And that's already happening. Hmm. So what could I create in 10,000 hours? I mean, how good could I really get? Honestly, I don't know. And I'm also not too interested for these two reasons. First reason is that the 10,000 hour rule construct, it's a mega future-based paradigm. It's the ultimate time-traveling egoic trip. And the fruit of future-based thinking is what? I mean, Jesus said, by the fruit you shall know a thing. What fruit grows when we stew too long on something in the future? Especially like something big. Like our Hall of Fame grand entrance to the red carpet 10,000-hour expert club. It's anxiety. Uh, here I am. I'm checking my watch. Man, am I on track? Am I going to make it? Am, am I going to make it to my 10,000 hours? What did Stallone say earlier? It was like, I, I got to write this right now. I must try. I must believe. I'm flying by the seat of my pants, baby. It's, it's about putting the map back in the glove box, turning off the GPS, turn on, turn into what makes me feel alive. The older I get, the more I realize we all got to punch our ticket out of here. And when I punch mine, I must make sure I spent whatever hours I had 100, 10,000, 100,000 doing what I loved, doing what made me feel alive. This is my life. I must be me. Nudge, nudge, tap, tap, one well placed rainbow brick hour. I can't see the 10,000 hours way out there, but I can see. Yes, I, I can crush and control the 100 hours, like right here in front of me. I can see that. Right, Rocky? The 100 hour superpower. This life, this life is like taking a countryside train. And the 10,000 hours, well, if you happen to have that circled on your itinerary, it's really just a station. Once you stop there and celebrate, you do what? You get back on the train. You're Michael Jordan, Air Jordan, his airness. You amaze, you dazzle, you break rules and fly from the free throw line. You win, you ring up a championship. Then what? Well, then you get back on the train. So next station, see if you can win the next game. See if you can win another championship. Or maybe the next station switches the tracks to go play baseball or something completely different like Jordan did. You don't need 10,000 hours to do your calling to shine your light and your skills. I know we can do that right now. Listen, Jones, this sounds really cute, but hang on. What if I want, what I want is a specific event out there? Okay, good question. Let's stay on topic and say, let's say your dream is to win an actual championship for your team. Let's say you're an athlete and you're like, clearly I can't do that in one hour. I need to play the season first. Or I want to double my philanthropic impact or double my business by the end of the year. Okay. All right, good. Good question. So then we say, is there a higher truth, a higher outcome for how you budget and spend your hour? You tell me. Say it back to the phone. Let's do this two ways. All right. Is it better to play on a team and win a championship at the end of the season? Or every time you go on the court or field that you play on, you play like a champion. You play like a champion whenever you are in the game. You can do that in an hour, this hour. This whole thing, it's not like a game board. Not like you pull up to the last square on the board and you're like, hey, it's game over, peeps. Everyone count up their money. It's like, it's more like I I made my 10,000 hours and then I bet you're going to say, huh, well, if I did that... What other skills could I develop? What other oceans could I cross? Maybe you've built a few gazillion dollar companies like Elon Musk. And you want to find another ocean to cross. Maybe you want to build a colony on Mars. Okay. Well, you need to break some rule beliefs. In that case, right, we can't get to Mars by doing the same thing over and over again. We must also honor the advantage of inexperience which I'll get into in part two of this, the next show. But um, it's this attitude of like, look, I've never tried this. Let's think differently. Let's try this out. I've never done this with my business. I've never bought real estate like this before. I've never done a podcast before. I've never forgiven that person. Shoot, we don't even talk anymore. I mean, I'm 5,000 hours into not forgiving this person. I'm an advanced level, nearly an expert. We can think differently. Maybe this hour is an opportunity for hour number one to practice mercy. Question. So, is someone who has 10,000 hours an expert? Well, someone who has 10,000 hours doing something is, wait for it, is someone who has 10,000 hours doing something. What happens When you do something for 10,000 hours, answer, you do something for 10,000 hours. That's it. That's the trade. There's no hidden magical quid pro quo. Come with me, will you? Come with me to Aurora Hills Middle School. It's one of my handful of memories. I was sitting sixth grade band class. I'm holding my trumpet the first day while my teacher walks in, says nothing, goes up to the chalkboard and writes... Practice makes dot, 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 banging the chalk against the board. He took volunteers. No one got it right, right? Because, correct. Everyone said, perfect. Practice makes perfect. Nope. Guess again. Guess something different. I'll give you the first letter of the third word, A P. Okay. Practice makes P. My teacher rolled his eyes when someone said, uh, practice makes perfection? He let us out of our misery, writing it out. Practice makes permanent. Practice makes permanent. Okay. Whatever you practice, how you play the notes, he warned. Hmm. However you blow on your reed or your trumpet, that will materialize and calcify into a habitual muscle memory and belief system. Practice wisely. All practice is not equal. And it's not enough to practice. You must be the instrument. Learn good habits. If you keep playing the notes and finger or breathing habits wrong over and over, then the pattern sets and it dries into the concrete. You'll be an expert, mediocre musician. Be very aware. How are you playing? What are your habits? How are your listening habits? Your thought habits. What's going on with your spending habits? What's what's going on and happening with your investing and saving habits? Tell me about your fitness and diet habits. Tell me about your relationship habits. Right. These days, shoot, you can work a few decades somewhere and you can get laid off. You had 20,000 hours of somewhere. Now look at this in this current economic crisis, there's restaurant owners, workers, pilots, there's, they have thousands of hours there's no economic guarantee though you could be one of those expert pilots who just got furloughed or real estate and stock investors with so many hours and one day maybe take a gamble too big and it crumbled down alright mm. okay I heard a story Jim Carrey told about his dad now, this is really good his dad was secretly wanting to be a comedian, but he never went full tilt on the goal. Instead, he played it safe and became an accountant. Now, I don't know how many hours his dad had as an accountant, but Jim Carrey was 12 when his dad was laid off. So I would guess he had a few hours of being an accountant. right? And Jim Carrey says he learned an invaluable lesson. You can fail at doing what you don't love. So take a chance on yourself. So if you can fail at doing what you love and you can also fail at doing what you don't love, what kind of hours do you want to put in? Hmm. Check the show notes because I put a link of him telling the story. It's way more powerful to hear him tell it. It's worth the click. All right, so you can fail at a hundred thousand hours, you can fail at ten thousand hours, you can fail at ten hours, but you can't fail if what if you are doing what you love the best you can, fully present, dialed into that moment, even if the outcome is different than what you had imagined, you'll find the peace and satisfaction you'll find the peace with the non peace, even if there's conflict or discomfort me. I make a hefty zero dollars with my podcast. Right? It takes me a long time to produce an episode. I might go faster if I could. But I love it. I love it. I hope that you feel that. I've connected with some of you on how this stuff, how it actually could apply greater to your lives and make it more meaningful. It lights me up. I'm doing what I love. I love it. Think again about Martin Luther King, J.R. Was he in it for the money? Dollar bills? Was he trying to like rack up his hours? No, he was too busy for that. He was too busy pursuing and chasing his passion. Like, this is what I want to see on a billboard chase your passion, not your fortune. Chase your passion not your fortune. It doesn't mean that they have to be mutually exclusive, but the passion, that makes it all worthwhile, fortune or not. I think Tom Hanks, I think he waited until he had 10,000 hours to feel successful, to feel the joy and passion of the craft, the project. Or could it be, he loved it. He loved performing his craft, being in the moment with it. Do you remember from episode one, putting you on the spot here? Do you remember... What Tom Brady said to the owner of the Patriots, Brady, waltzing in there as a rookie, right? He said, go ahead and say it with me. I'm the best decision this franchise has ever made. Wow, a rookie. Wow. He wasn't even starting yet. He hadn't really even punched the clock. He didn't have very many professional football hours clocked, did he? Right? Then he goes on to be what? to be the best decision the franchise has ever made. Why? How? Because he had 10,000 hours? No, he, he didn't have that. He had, But he had something even better. He knew he was a sun, not a moon. He believed so boldly in himself, in his star. He let his colors shine. He trusted his heart. He, he did that when it was just him, before the fans, the likes, the followers, the autographs, the jerseys. As a man or woman thinketh in their heart, so they are. It's nice if you believe in me. It's nice if you think I'll be the best quarterback in history. But no one did. Right? He was barely drafted, like the end of, like last round. like. Pff. But he, he believed. And that's the person that matters most yourself trying to be an expert spouse a great friend a great parent entrepreneur player artist right? you believe in you it's all you need similar to the last episode about connected beings using velocity not speed It seems like everyone's flooring it as fast as they can to 10,000 hours. Faster, faster, faster. Gotta rack up the hours. Using today simply a means to an end. You may be 2,000 hours into something, speeding towards 3,000. It's Great speed. Open wheels like a Ferrari. But what about your velocity? Are you going? Are you headed where you truly want to go? Or do you need to do something crazy like change coordinates and start at hour number one roll it back with a different velocity different direction maybe instead of going around the course 10,000 laps you can change coordinates you can find a shorter way break some rule beliefs I can see you like cutting across the oval racetrack through the grass spitting up dirt going to your victory Don't confuse movement. Don't confuse activity with progression. Think about it this way If 10,000 hours is about 10 years, as it suggests in the book, how many marriages make it longer than 10 years? I already looked it up, right? So I know. But why don't you just guess for fun? We'll guess. So, question How many years does the average marriage last? Got your guess? The average marriage in the U.S., anyway, lasts eight years, or about 8,000 hours. How is this possible? At 8,000 hours, these blissful couples should be nearly drunk on marital euphoria, nearly to a land with experts and, and dripping with milk and honey and flowering utopia with no fights, no mortgages, no worries, only wild, acrobatic, chandelier passion. Uh According to the math, they should be experts nearly the time most people are getting divorced. Or look at it like this. A year equals 365 days. Ah, thank you, Captain Obvious. Uh, Well, 365 days equals 8,760 hours. And marriage is, trust me, it's an around-the-clock exhibition. So you could say... In one or two years of putting in the time, you should be an expert marital partner. Oh, come on. That's laughable, right? I mentioned in a previous episode, I've been married over 6,000 days. And sometimes when I'm hanging out with the newlyweds and they're getting all gushy and lovey and kissing after she says, Can you pass the water? <laughs> ah, man. Just give it time. Give it time for kids and bills and laundry and life. I'm not so sure anymore, though. Maybe the newlyweds are the real experts. They're not beholden to repetitive, undermining, limiting beliefs and faulty sideways traditions. They seem to have that 100-hour superpower thing going for them. Right? They aren't worrying about... When the washer goes out or when you have to buy a car for the teenager, sheesh, you know, passing on the cabin or the sports car so you can help pay for college. Or you're doing rock, paper, scissors to see who gets up with the baby. They're just in the rainbow present moment. We conclude then putting in the time. It's not enough. And putting in passionate time, that helps. It helps, right? But that's still not a clinch. Don't put more hours into your passion. Put more passion in your hours. Can I say that again? Write write this down. Don't put more hours into your passion. Put more passion into your hours. It's not more repetition we need. Don't wish for repetition. More hours. Wish for more awareness, more explosive faith, confidence, and energy. Right, Boiling from your solar plexus chakra. It's it's like setting your alarm tonight, getting up before it goes off. Not every day, not 10,000 more times. Just tomorrow morning. It's working on that project. It's putting more heart and passion into eating your cereal one cereal bite at a time. It's buttering your toast as the most important time in your life because you are only alive in one moment. I'm I'm going to shoot you straight right now. I'm I'm coming clean. Confession time, right? Circle of trust right now. I don't have 10,000 hours of producing my podcast show. Okay. It's out there. Will it be easier if or when I get there? Of course, in some ways, sure. Could it also be harder? Yeah. I see, I see that. I see that too. But I'm not going to wait to feel like I have something to offer. I got something to offer you and me right now. It's funny. I am like my number one fan. I'm, I download each episode. I'm always the first download. And once I, I post the show, then I listen to it right away. I listen to each episode at least four times. I mean, it's just for fun. This, it speaks to me. It's what I need to hear. I don't need to wait. I aim to be like one of those restaurants. Every meal, a masterpiece. Right right now. Honestly, who cares if you even get to 10,000 hours? We don't have a crystal ball. We don't know if we'll be alive that long. Hopefully. But we don't know. Or maybe we find some other project or calling that beckons us. I think the idea should be... Listen, just put 10,000 hours worth of passion, belief, energy, package that up and put it into this hour right here, what you have. Besides the real truth, the real secret is people fell all day long with more than 10,000 hours. You start, uh, you start noticing this, um, But here's a few examples. I remember watching Steph Curry, the Hall of Famer, champion, basketball player. He missed a wide-open breakaway layup in a playoff game. He was so far ahead. He was like the only one in the screen, and he missed it. He makes that shot 100 out of 100 times in practice. Edison kept failing. We talked about him on a different episode. He kept failing on purpose. Even with all his decades of experience and innovation, he was trying to fail. Sarah Blakely, the youngest female billionaire. We'll come back to her in part two. Also a big fan. She said, if you are not failing, you're not trying. Interesting. Interesting. It goes back to the premise of this whole podcast show. Look at what I wrote on the intro for the whole show. Is it better to have a million dollars in the bank or the invisible knowledge of how to make a million? So, I ask here, I'm asking you out there right now, is it better to have 10,000 hours in the bank or is it better to have that energy level of purpose, passion, and intention for one single hour, one hour at a time? I'm going to short circuit this episode and end right here. Right? So uh, before you listen to part two, I want you to consider... Just consider if it's possible. Don't just agree or disagree. Just, just turn this soil around and consider the, the possibility. Could the 100-hour superpower? Could that be stronger than the 10,000-hour rule? Rule, 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 Right. Certainly, it was for Stallone. It was for Sarah Blakely. It was for Zuckerberg. It's just a power too. It's not even a rule, right? It's just one of the many capes. Hanging on your hook. I mean, tell me, could it actually be a disadvantage to have 10,000 hours? Could inexperience be the jumping board with more spring and lift? And I'll answer that in part two. Meantime, what can we do in this hundred hours to go where you want to do? What can you do right now to build what you want to build? I'll see you around the corner for part two. Meantime, take flight on your next 100-hour superpower. Because? Because why? Because the world needs who you were meant to be.